0: Frisk him, he's clean. Don't take too long. soccer, bopper, soccer bopper. More fun
1: than a pillow fight. Blow him up.
2: Um, look at this guy's playing Michael Corleone. <laughs> oh man, you're playing the Godfather. Bro. <laughs> Mafia. <laughs> Mafia. Bro, I only got 20 pounds, man. <laughs>
3: Welcome to Set Meals, a weekly food show about the moments that surround mealtimes. I'm Samuel Ashton. And I'm Taylor Fawcett. Welcome. Welcome to the food show that, much like
1: our weekly desire for a triple cheese pizza, is consistent, fantastic, and satiating in every way.
3: Yes, this podcast is bringing people together. It's having an impact. Dave Hayes hit us
1: up in our DMs to ask the name of that Mapo barbecue spot we went to in Seoul. Should have listened to the pod. And we told
3: him, and he went. Influencing... This week on Set Meals, it's the penultimate episode, and we've been to barbecues with Loyal Karner, a Seven claws Supper Club in Richmond, and talked to John Seymour, founder and CEO of Sweet Chick. The US comfort food chain, originating from Brooklyn, New York, has arrived on British shores in London's Fitzrovia. Sounds posher than it is. And we went down to check out all the hype was about. Don't forget to check out our social channels. At Set Meals Podcast, the content is steaming hot. Let's get into it for cluck's sake. You've been to a supper club. I have been to a supper club. You posh bastard. I know. It does always sound posh and then it actually is, though, a supper club, doesn't it? Ho- although, was very posh. Was it? Yeah, fuck, really good. I think it's the use of the word supper. Yeah, I actually don't like the word supper. No. I think it sounds... We've, we've, we've mentioned this before. Very Sunday times. Very a bit like posh. A bit too much. It used to freak me out a little bit when I used to go to friends' houses and they'd say, what time are we having supper? Yeah, that's odd. No one ever um, used that terminology around me. It was always... Tea. Tea. Straight tea. Or what are we having for tea? What are we doing for tea day now? I did go to a supper club. One of my girlfriend's uh, work pals is a very keen cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a very keen interest in it. But not a professional. Not a, Not a pro. Right. But you could have fooled me. Okay. We all chipped in 30 quid ahead. There was mm-hmm. like eight of us. We were upstairs in like a shop unit, but they've got a kitchen upstairs in like a dining area. So we used that space. It was over in Richmond. Bloody miles away, Richmond. We're trying to make set meals more regional that <laughs> yeah, exactly it's basically the Southwest like the West country it was ridic- it was ridiculous I was genuinely taken aback by how good it was mm. had like seven courses it was a lot small- it was a lot of are they, food are they small, small, small no classes? they weren't small it was it was ridiculous She's just gone in gone fully in she'd been practicing dishes for like the weeks weeks ahead weeks ahead weeks ahead and getting really into it she bought wine had like a few boxes of like wine from saint John's. Mm. got greeted got a poured a big a goon bag full of wine they were, like, prepping some fish uh, with some grapefruit. I forget what the fish was. Uh, with some grapefruit It was like, a starter with some dill and capers. And then we had, like, a giant burrata with fig and um, basil and little olive oil and stuff, which was a bit of you because it was fucking amazing. And we had some... It was an oxtail ragout. Absolute vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some ravioli. Do you know, just to, Sorry to interrupt. I actually still don't know what oxtail is. Cow's tail. But tail of a cow. Is it actually a tail? Yes. Slow cook baby, delicious. And we had like uh, there was this broth that Kelly made, and she'd she was telling it was a chicken broth, and she'd used like f- a few carcasses, chicken carcasses, but then like four kilograms of like wing tips, basically, mm-hmm. and obviously like boiled them down with water for ages and ages and ages, ages, whatever as you do normally, but then added gelatin to it to it, mm-hmm. and hung it from muslin, and apparently all the gelatin like. Grips all the bone and the meat and everything, all the dirty bits together, and all the fat, all the gross bits, and it drips through the muslin, so it drips really clear. So the broth in this one pasta dish, it was ridiculous. It was so good. Try to think what else? We- oh, two loaves of focaccia, fresh, fresh made, popped them in the oven when we arrived. Came out, they were absolutely lit. It was like really salting really crispy and getting the corners and just mm. like breaking them apart. And it was like steaming because it was so fresh. I can't... The amount of processes she seems to have performed to do this dinner. Exactly. There is
1: something... There's something good about um, the combination of, like, restaurant-level food, Mm -hmm. but just with your... Where it's a bit more
3: informal because you're with your mates. It just astonishes me. It impresses me so much when something like that gets served to you, and you're like, holy shit, this is fucking incredible. This is just genuinely... Like, I'd pay for this. I, I have, but I would go to a restaurant if that arrived... I would not be disappointed at all. Yeah. Especially, Especially when you then
1: look at, like, I look at, like, the thing I made last night, which was absolutely What was it? What was, shit. it? what was it? What was
3: it? It was supposed to be uh, an autumn bowl.
1: Sounds, sounds
3: instantly shit. Was it in fucking deliciously Ella's cookbook? No,
1: it was. was in a really good cookbook I've got by, I think her name is Anna Jones, and it's called The Modern Cook's Year, and it's really good, all vegetarian. Things look pretty. Things look great. Yeah, but, the but stuff, they are. But the they made of it, anything. The other stuff I've made from it has been good. But this particular one, I don't think I did a very good job. All right, fine. And honestly, I actually had to apologise halfway through it to my girlfriends. So just be like, that's a shame. Sorry. This is
3: shit. Sack it? it. Yeah, it's dead. And then you had to have uh, leftovers today, you Tommy. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Rubbish. Um, so that was my Sunday. That was my Sunday evening with friends. And it was bloody lovely. It was really good. So what well done to Kelly. We will link uh, Kelly's Instagram in the uh, episode. Description. If you want to check out some of the pictures from said supper club, yeah, I want to be at Kelly's house. We also did. We did something similar together. We went to uh, our friend Mikey's barbecue with Lowell Carner and uh, Carhart last yes. week. Yes, a
1: very good friend of ours called Mikey. Mikey what? <laughs> I can.
3: I can <laughs> chrisen, Krasnowski, Krasnowski. Right? Yeah,
1: it's a long old name. It's the sort of name where there's you know there's a K yeah. and an R and a W. A Y and a Z, but you just don't know, don't what know where in.
3: No. Plus Mikey K sounds good. Mikey K sounds better. It's better.
1: Our friend Mikey K. Uh he basically runs Chili Con Concana, which is the cooking school for kids with ADHD. Mm-hmm. That they I think they've been doing it three years now. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Isn't this their third year? Mm-hmm. Um and you went down, you actually went it was well, the school was on a couple of weeks, three ago. weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Three, four weeks ago, yeah. And you went down and did some pictures, right? I did. Yeah, I mean, it's a fucking great thing what they're doing down there. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Really, really, really amazing. Oh. And seems to be going from strength to strength every year. So as part of a fundraising effort for their next year's one, and I also think from the from what I gathered from it, just a little bit of like a party to celebrate mm-hmm. the fact that they'd done another year, uh, they had a big barbecue at the Hackney Church Brewery, which is just which actually I thought was quite a good venue for it.
3: Good venue. The beer gave me an absolutely terrible hangover the next yeah, day. So we'll Strong probably... lager. Only Jesus can save you Only Jesus hangover. can save you Lord now. above! Lord oh, above! Oh, hangover. Really, really bad. The food was... Actually, I'll let Mikey pick up on the food.
0: Someone barbecue was serving up all sorts of madness. We had our mate Elliot, who runs Legum, an incredible restaurant. You can find them at Hackney Church Brew Co., at the back with his little bar, cooking you the maddest food you've ever had in life. He was making us some some smoked, smoked chicken legs, whole legs like a caveman. Had some, some grilled celeriac with roast hazelnuts. Wild one for the vegan. I feel like a posh action Bronson right now. That's probably what I'm destined to be in life. And then for sides, had all the kids serving up coleslaw, potato salad, Corn on the card, the classics all made with beautiful dressings by Elliot he is our guy he saved our ass and then dessert for the ones who stuck around had a uh, barbecue bananas melted chocolate more hazelnuts kind of like your scouts but just not weird uh
1: so basically you arrived and you got given uh, like a meat or a veggie sort of ticket mm-hmm. and a drinks ticket which is included in the price of your ticket uh and then basically you went through to the little courtyard out the back and they had that big sort of L-shaped sort of service table um with one of those big sort of upright meat smoker type things. Class that they were sort of cooking everything out there, and then basically they had this big production line, uh, which was all the kids mm-hmm. from the school. Um, Mikey was hanging around, Laura Carnor was there,
3: all in blue, matching kind of t shirts, so
1: you knew who was who Very was satisfying. on the staff. And basically, yeah, you get served either your chicken or your veggie option, and then each of them would serve you something. And they were having a fucking great time.
3: Nice, Bear in mind, like, half nice these kids are like
1: 15, 16, and they're having really a, young. having
3: a lovely old time.
1: It was genuinely really good. Yeah. The chilli sauce,
3: I thought it was going to kill me. Honestly, it was so hot. It was so hot. We were there lathering it on, Think yeah. no one mentioned to me that it was hot. No, it was really... hot. In fact, one of the one of the kids did say it's hot and laughed, and I thought, ah, you're a kid, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Should have listened. Oh, it was hot. You know, you drink your beer so much, and your outside of your lips feel like they're going to drop off, and you're still eating because it's delicious. It was very celebratory, like an yeah. a, unofficial end-of-summer party, which is really nice. What I thought was really cool is that Ben,
1: who is loyal Kana, was there serving the chicken, and basically he had all these people at his event, and half of these people were big fans of his, who have bought tickets or whatever,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and all he cared about was that the food was good and that the kids were having a good time. Yeah, it like, was really I, nice. I got a really good vibe from him in that really the only thing he really gives a shit about in that school are the kids
3: and the mm-hmm. students that do it which I yeah. thought was really nice that came across and, and same with Mikey actually like Mike, that came across with Mikey like the intention there is it's this genuinely charitable thing that they're doing it, exactly is not, there's no because so there are so many things that happen in the industry whatever industry music, fashion, whatever that are done be, uh, with a look Look what we're doing Yeah, look what we're doing we're doing a charitable thing or we're doing this and it makes it look good X, Y, Z this did not feel
0: like yeah. that at all it was I,
3: so authentic it was really nice I feel like four people could have turned up and they still would have had a good time and a lovely time yeah exactly
0: yeah, big night for the cooking school fed like more people than we've ed- ever fed before at any event um, it was like 320 people um. Yeah, there's good vibes had some of our favorite djs come down guys like Femi so had all the kids cooking helping out serving up food dancing away to keep people in the long queue a bit less pissed off <laughs> all smiles is a very good time
3: yeah check out chilli con carne at chilli con carne on instagram which by the way is a good it's a, good, it's a good name a they've good name. given it a good name they could have called
1: it olive loyal olive loyal loyal and vinegar no
3: talked to John Seymour this week? Yeah. bit of a restaurant section slash interview section. Kind of a mixture of both. Uh You talked to John Seymour. I did. You didn't because you were on a job and you were busy and that's fine. Uh, Sweet Chick is John Seymour's restaurant. Sweet Chick is a American comfort food restaurant. Uh, Their sort of pedestal dish is chicken and waffles. Mm -hmm. That's what what they're sort of famous for. Southern comfort food. Southern comfort food, but they are not the same sort of Southern comfort that you find here. No. Like the drink. Soco. SoCo and Coke, that big campaign when so- mm. SoCo had a moment a few years ago. Mm. A short moment. A very short moment, because it is
1: shit. There used to be a lady in our pub that used to drink Southern Comforts and lemonade. I just thought, A friend of mine back Do home. Do you really uh, where,
3: want that? Honestly, a friend of mine I grew up with used to think Southern Comfort was, he thought he was fucking James Bond. I'm like, dude, <laughs> come on, man. Like, this is not <laughs> it's cool. Like a, like a peach not cool. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Anyway, American Comfort Food originates in Brooklyn, New York. But they have, like... Five, six sites now, right? Yeah, they've got five sites. Six, I think. Uh, John Seymour and Nas, the rapper, is the partner. And they've opened up in sunny London town. Mike, you up. Huh? Mike you up. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Before we get Are you going How long have you got? How long
2: have you got? I don't want to get you way. Maybe like 15 minutes. Can yes, I see it's Yes, right. Rip Sure. Of, course. So of course man nah I appreciate this It's is cool just for because this is like the real shit is, are you going to be able to hear this with the sound yeah, yeah, yeah it should be. I mean with the wind that's good speak for me uh, Mike, check 1212 how are you London coming in loud and clear John Seymour's been on my radar for a while
3: because I think because of like a hundreds blog or something so when I saw him in town I hit him up last minute you couldn't come I went and, and I sit down and I was a bit hungover. I was hungover. I wasn't on my A game, which no. was polarizing because when I went to meet him, he very much was on his A game. And I think he only gave you a little bit of time as well because was clearly running about all over the place. Yeah, he did like a lunch meeting and I was there on the dot, obviously, because I love being, actually, I was there early because I love being early and uh, he mm. ran in and we grabbed a nice coffee and sat outside and like literally the restaurant was like still being built basically. <laughs> Immediately, I had a sense of you are so good at this. That like you are Mr. Hospitality, because you are A, the coolest man, you are super friendly, super welcoming. You know when someone just gives you time, even though probably they've got a thousand things going on in their head, and you're thinking, why are you here sitting chatting to me? Because you, you've, you're you literally opening a restaurant tomorrow, basically, and like you've got loads of stuff to do? American, though, isn't it? Yeah, I know! That's, That's what why. I mean! Because British people just go, no, no. No, too much. Probably, uh, probably don't even
1: reply to the email. I'm stressed.
3: I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I can't do it. I'm gonna like sort of put that stress onto you. And it's just like it doesn't Where, need to be like that. I think John said at one point he was like, "This is the real shit." Yeah, this is the like. I think
1: I think he enjoyed the fact that people take an interest, mm-hmm. want to talk about it, don't want to talk about it in a pretentious food blog writery mm-hmm. kind of way, which we are not. And I think just again, just American, like you say, American friendliness and hospitality means that he just. Because the British equivalent of him also would, they would have 15 minutes to give you the yeah, time of day. Yeah. They just can't be asked. Whereas he very much could be asked. Exactly.
3: So you're excited then. I take it. I do you know what, very, right? very you're, excited. You're, um, very obviously excited. everybody meets everybody through the social media. First. Yes. It's so, crazy, man. So, so your persona online, yes. I thought you were going to be really cool. collected, not showing anything about, being yes. excited about London. Da-da-da-da-da. Nah, like, man. Cool fucking New York guy.
2: You know what, the man? The first thing you've said to me is, this is fucking cool. Dude, it's super fucking cool. Hey, Cool. And that's, um I'm like, maybe should we move because of this uh, thing? Nah, he's, yeah, he's not he's not going crazy. Um, dude, it's fucking mind-blowing, man. I'm in London. We met on Instagram. We're sitting here. We're talking about this fucking restaurant. And I'm in London, dude. I'm from New York City, man. It's like, you know, New York City is a crazy place to grow up. And... Probably, like, a lot of people in America, especially, you know, half of my staff are, is not from New York. That Like, my original staff and crew, and they moved to New York because it attracted them for whatever reason that New York would attract people. Well, London is the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I'm in London, I've never felt more at home. Um, it's very different. All these little, like, differences that keep, like, blowing my mind a little bit. But this is fucking the New York of of uh, Europe to me, you know? And I, and I haven't explored all of Europe, but this seems like the New York of Europe. So to be able to come in here, it's, yes, it's super exciting. But also, like, for me, I want, you know, this, we're an American concept coming here, but it's like, I want the Londoners to appreciate us. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, sure, this location is this, this a little bit touristy because it's near Oxford Circus, I guess. But... I'm like, I want Londoners. Also, business is business. Business is business, right? business, is business also, for like, sure.
3: That's, that's the, like, I don't really know the New York restaurant scene that well. Yes, but I can imagine it's very similar. It's as, as cutthroat, if not more. Cutthroat,
2: but like, right? if I if I would have decided to come into like a cool neighborhood, right, like uh, Peckham or things that I've heard of, I haven't even been to all of them, right? It wouldn't be real. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because like, I'm not from that neighborhood. I, I didn't, you know, like I didn't spend time in those neighborhoods. Like I didn't help create those neighborhoods. So I think for us to land here is very central, and it's like it's right for the brand. To be honest with you, for the first unit,
3: it's the American UK difference thing. Mm. That was the thing that struck me from the off. You've been brought up in a different fucking world with this stuff. You're so like well media trained almost, and he's mm. like you're on in a really lovely way, in like a really great way. And the first thing I said to him, I was like, I didn't expect you to be this kind of heart on your sleeve because I can't remember what my exact words were, but he imme- immediately was like. I'm. he was vocally very excited about it he was like I'm opening a restaurant in London I'm really excited and I was just like that is so fucking nice to hear and you not be quite like blasé and too cool for it and just act like it's like a a work thing like a project
2: I like to think and New Yorkers always say like yo we're real like I'm mad real and like yo being real is also accepting that like yo I am not from London I want to respect what the people who have built this community are all about and I would never want to come in on like some fake shit. Not saying that I'll never open up in those neighborhoods, but I think this was the right place for us to open up first. You know what I'm saying? Like, once we spend time here and see what London is really all about and really meet the people, then if we feel like, hey, man, I think we can open up over here, then that might make sense. But
1: he could have, like, opened this place on, like, a back street in Hackney somewhere mm. where no one would really know about it and it'd be this really cool thing. And mm-hmm. it, but he sound, he genuinely sounded like an excited... Tourist coming to London to do this project, and there was stuff he was saying about like Britain and London, Mm -hmm. and actually that that is the sort of energy that you want. Yeah, exactly. Someone who's bringing their thing, which is very American Mm -hmm. product, over here Mm -hmm. to have that enthusiasm about London because I feel like. A lot of people, especially people that live in London, have lost that. Oh, and actually, it was quite refreshing for me to listen to it and hear somebody talk about London in that way and be like, "Actually, yeah, London's pretty good." Isn't
3: it? Yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I came away from it like that conversation as he w- he was almost like selling me in on London, and I'm like, "I literally live here. <laughs> I li- I live here." And, like, it was very uh, it was very endearing. But he, he he walked me through what what the restaurant was about, and it sounds to me. I think the the thing that struck me was the transplanting culture from a restaurant that originated in brooklyn that he is so ingrained in uh he's he's so brooklyn and taking a concept like that and bringing it here is like no real mean feat and obviously it's just opened and you know the jury's kind of out and how it'll do and how people it'll be received and all that sort of stuff and the area is in fitzrovia just sort of behind um like top shop and the big it's just the main street, basically, just off Oxford Street. So it's not like a traditional neighbourhood, in air quotes, as it would be, like, it's not like in a Peckham, or mm-hmm. in a Hackney, or in a Stoke Newington, Which or is whatever. how it would
1: feel in Brooklyn and exactly. that it is
3: in America, yeah.
1: But in that part of London, in the West End, like, if you're going to do neighbourhood, mm-hmm. Fitzrovia actually is about as close as you can get. Mm. Or Soho, I guess. But, like, it is quieter around Fitzrovia. Yeah. And there are, you know... It's mostly offices. There's shops and stuff around there as well, but it's mostly people that work there. Mm-hmm. Some people live
3: there. And that one and people. that one street separation does make a big difference.
1: Yeah, but then you also still get all the footfall from Americans that already know the brand and want to eat it in London.
3: Yeah. Or tourists. Mm-hmm. Or it's actually quite a shrewd move, really. I it's- think it's a very shrewd move. Honestly, the footfall. Just like, just down to the full alone. It makes complete sense. It's easy to
1: forget that we know London, Mm -hmm. at least our our area of London anyway. For us, the thought of somebody opening a new restaurant in that part of town who wants to be a neighbourhood restaurant Mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. But for the majority of
3: people that pass through that way, that is a little quiet little offshoot Mm -hmm. isn't it and also do you know what right the other thing is that it's a mentality thing but look at things like let's have a cool space in hackney or let's have a cool little thing let's do it this way and it's all very hipster it's all quite diy for one of a better term and it's all kind of like on this on a sort of on a certain level right Mm -hmm. and that's not bad and usually it's down to like money or lack thereof but even the fact that they've come in and they've gone where they've gone and they've gone fucking balls to the wall and they've Gone for it mm-hmm. is such a, a trait of like the American side of them. Yeah. It's like if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it, and we're gonna give it a damn good go. Yeah, and we're gonna come in and we're gonna like be bullish, basically, and we're just gonna go for it. And it, that I really like that confident, that confidence that comes with that, which and is he, again very unwritten. That he is so all, like it is him. The brand is him, yeah. and he is so about it, and he's so open about it, and like so confident like during the chat two people approached the table we were sat on outside one lady like a Brazilian lady who lived, lived in Ireland who I, I couldn't work out if they, they'd they had a previous conversation like earlier that week or something but he invited her to come and have dinner like and yeah. just grab a dinner basically in the restaurant during like the soft launch and and then some like street performer came over playing
2: Michael Corleone <laughs> oh man you're playing the Godfather bro (laughs) mafia bro I only got 20 pounds man 20 pounds is too much but Larry you don't got no small change (laughs) but I'm saying this guy is playing listen to this bro hold on hold on look at this guy Hold on. Oh, it's beautiful. Uh, My friend. Oh, he's, he's still going, he's still going. Ah, oh, there we go, there we go. Thank you, Larry. I mean, look, look at this. Lorenzo, come on. Michael Corleone. <laughs> the Godfather. <laughs> I, know, I know, I got him right here. I got him right here. Thank you, my friend. Bravo, bravo. Grazie, grazie. Listen. Next time, I see you already a few times. I'll get you again next time. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Anyway that was fucking, fucking crazy. audio
3: gold, you know. Listen,
2: that's the type of shit that if Nas was here right now because the Godfather is like we're new I mean we're New Yorkers, right? And uh, you know, Lorenzo's from Italy. He has probably has no connection to that.
3: When he came over, I was like I pray to God that his lav mic has picked up every single bit of fucking audio because it was perfect. He came over to start playing the Godfather fucking theme tune and I was just like, I can't believe this is happening.
2: (laughs) Even as a kid hanging out with my, like, just with the the homies back in the day, like, I was was never really trying to, like, run anything. I was just, like, just hanging, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't the guy that was, like, trying to, let's find the places to go and all that. That wasn't my thing. Um, But when Sweet Chick started, I think... Ultimately, you know, I was a bartender, Uh, you know, I worked in service and I've done a lot of different things. I was an electrician, I worked in construction um, with all the Italians in Howard Beach, like the Corleone guys, John Gotti, literally. Um, Howard Beach, that's where like John Gotti and the mob shit happened. Um, And uh, when we opened, you know, Sweet Chick, I I wanted to go out on my own. Me and my wife started a little restaurant ourselves first um, called Pops. That was in Williamsburg for 15 years. And then, um, give you the abbreviated version but um you know once once we opened once i opened sweet Chick, um i saw that there was some magic there you know what i'm saying like and we had something special and that really was about the community that we built there and the people and the different people that were coming into the restaurant um and did that
3: become addictive kind of meeting people through your yes yes definitely definitely
2: definitely partially you know but but I think it all culminated and it it consistently changes as we grow right from one restaurant to to where we are now and we're opening up in London it's a different thing and and in doing that you have to have great people around you Mm -hmm. right so if you can attract great people to help you I I think that's the key to success. Yeah, yeah. And you can really—it has to. It has to. It has to. It has to. to. Um, I can't come here and and train the staff on how to make our cocktail menu right now. Um, That's why I have to bring my beverage director. Who is fucking awesome and he's killing it. Um, I can't train the kitchen to you know make our menu. That's why my executive chef and his number two is here you know like are those being
3: people by your side for a long time now or they yeah kind of i mean people we brought on obviously for this
2: um definitely as we've grown we've brought more people on we we haven't brought anybody on specifically for this project because yeah that's that's the team that we've been rocking with for a while um but as you grow it's like you find people within the organization that are have interest to step up you know what i'm saying and show up every day and put in that put in what it is and like ultimately as we continue to grow hopefully those people continue to come up and we find new people and the people that have come up come all the way up and it's like that's that's the dream yes. you know what i'm saying that's the dream and at the same time continue to grow and build something that we all believe in and that we think is dealt
1: but yeah he was he was a super lovely guy i feel like if anyone is gonna make that concept work in that location it's gonna be him yeah and that particular brand mm-hmm. it's weird i was expecting it to feel like well you know like we said like a railway arch in Hackney. Mm-hmm. Bit more rough and ready. a mm-hmm. Little bit more makeshift. But it was a lot more um, restaurant-y.
3: Yeah. Because we went back a few days later. Yeah, sorry, later. sorry. So we, and
1: we've and we just come from mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, yeah, so on Tuesday, today, I met you in town and we went mm-hmm. back to have dinner. Mm-hmm. Which was actually the second day it was open.
3: Yes. It opened on Monday. Yeah. I couldn't eat after I'd interviewed him because uh, they went opening for a few hours and I had some stuff to do. So we went back today.
1: Yeah. Uh, and we sat down... And my first thoughts were, which was interesting, it instantly felt American. Mm-hmm. The way that the staff greeted us, so yeah, so much, which so. was like super enthusiastic, very much like, my name's this, I'm going to be your server today. This is the thing, the thing, just very like mm-hmm. scripted almost, mm-hmm. but really friendly but in, a smiley, good, in, a in a good, good way, way. Yeah, 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 totally. yeah, in a good way. Um, and even just the space, like I felt American. I didn't know why. Mm-hmm. We ordered too much food. We did.
3: We ordered uh, one chicken and waffles between us. Mm-hmm. Classic. Uh, we're going to get the mac and cheese. Yep. These are
1: really
3: good. Uh, the crawfish, Yeah. and the chicken sliders. We picked some bits on the menu that uh, we wouldn't have been able to get. Yeah, because we didn't want to get pork belly, have it all the time. Yeah, have And steak time. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, we so went and we we
1: tried to go for The different things, yeah,
3: it's how I imagine classic southern American beer food, basically. Yeah, uh, it very much is beer food. We yeah. weren't drinking, but I imagine if you were sat around the table with a few friends and the beers were flowing, you could just sit there and just eat and eat and eat, yeah. eat and dip. Eat and dip. yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, generally, that whole hospitality bearing in mind it was basically their first day.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, our waitress actually said to us it was should we were her first customers, yeah. Um, I thought they were really good, really friendly, uh, I, I actually, very attentive. I really like the that they'd obviously be really well trained. Well, I think he spoke about it, didn't he? He said, I think that I think that comes from him because he was saying how he can't train his chefs. He can't train other chefs to cook his food. That's why he's brought his executive chef with him. And he can't train." I think the one thing he has given them and all the staff is this fucking enthusiasm mm-hmm. that you perhaps can only take
3: from somebody as unapologetically American. Yeah, as and John. like, fucking cool. I've said it before. Yeah. But like if that if if some dude was opening a restaurant and you were like oh, I've got this job in job interview blah, 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 and then he turns up as your boss you're like yeah this is this is lit uh, thank you John for your time shout out to our waitress can't remember her name but she I can excellent she was very good
1: she was very very good sorry for shooting flash photography in the restaurant yeah she was uh, wearing Burberry trousers so lit if you see if you go there you see someone in Burberry trousers probably her it was a she's good she be a good waitress nice
3: check out Sweet Chick on Instagram at Sweet Chick Life UK and check out us on Instagram at Set Meals Podcast we'll see you next week for the final episode of season two. Oh my god it's happened god. it's gone quite quick this season yeah quicker than season one went Uh we'll be back next week at the usual time for the last episode of the season we'll see you then